Yo, what's good? It's your well, girl, Drea G. It's your girl, the Black Rogue. And we are the Grits. How we feeling? Man, it's been one hell of a week, child. It has been. It's been a busy work week for me. Oh. Crazy uh, work, but all good. It's the top of the month, so it's to be expected. Can you believe August is already here? It's crazy. Like, this whole summer is flying by. Yo, like seriously, like the kids in Texas are going back to school like next week. I know my mom, she works in school. She just started um this week. I was like, dang, like mm-hmm. in Georgia too. Yeah, the grits out there. The kids is I know the parents are happy, but dang, it's crazy. Yeah, man. They gotta get get school supplies and, and get the kids ready. But I'm sure they're happy for them to be going. Facts. And speaking of kids, child, I saw a lot of kids. I was at the Barbie Cafe in New York, um, off of Fulton Street downtown and by Wall Street. And it was mm. so many beautiful, cute little kids in their Barbie outfits. It was like the cutest experience ever. I was out there with uh, my cousin and my guy baby. And my cousin had her baby dressed up like in the Barbie outfit. She was you so know? cute. She is adorable. And then, you know, me and my cousin, we extra, we both was out trying to outdo everybody there. You and know, the adults. Pink. We saw, yes. we, we saw your reel very, very fly. And so good that you got to experience the Barbie Cafe. And it's going to be in town until when? September? Yeah. The, um, I think until the end of September or early October. Now, the food wasn't bad. But it was a little salty. I ain't gonna lie. I felt like it was salty as hell. And then the drinks were, it wasn't a lot of liquor. I guess they didn't want the old dopes falling over in front of the babies because it wasn't that strong. It was very tart, the drinks. So, so they kept it real cute in there. So yes, it was really just for Instagrammable moments. Yeah, I mean, the food wasn't terrible, but it was just salty. It's like, damn, I'm gonna get high blood pressure up in here. Right, Hi. but you but you enjoyed the experience. Yes, it was a great experience. You know what? I, okay, so I'm glad that you said that the food wasn't awful, but that that's one of my pet peeves. Instagrammable spots with food that's like subpar. It's like, listen, like forget all the frills and the cute stuff. I want y'all to spend some time in your menu. Right, I agree. <laughs> Yeah. Well, before we even kick it off, let's roll call. Make sure we shout out our fellow Southern Grits that are tuning in across different states, uh, whether you're in ATL, Kentucky, North Carolina, South Carolina, Alabama, Florida, Louisiana, Tennessee, or even Texas. Shout out to to all the Grits across the globe. Below the Mason-Dixie line. (laughs) Right. Right on. Well, that's going to bring us to our Pour It Up. For the week so what we're pouring up to or what our southerners say we're blessing our hearts to and so yeah let's kick it off this week top five things that we pouring pouring up to you know what i'm gonna kick it off today is friday it's a crazy day and it's the off day that we're recording but k kai sanat he's like this youtube influencer that i don't has, know who he is but he's go ahead. Risen of fame. Well, he's he's causing pandemonium in the city right now. Oh, no. It was all in Union Square. I guess he announced that he would be giving away PS5s and mics and cameras or whatever. But the kids, they came out in full force. We should have got a mic from his ass. I didn't know they sell him. He give away mics and cameras and shit. Yeah, it caused a, a riot down there in Union oh. Square. It was like a, a level two and then it went to a, like a level four because the police, they didn't have enough manpower to keep all those little rowdy kids in in line. So it's a lot going on. He must be like a Gen Z influencer because I don't know who this man is. Sorry yeah, he, to this man. He only 21. And okay, he's got that's like why. six million YouTube followers, like 5.5 million Instagram followers. He's like big on Twitch. So we wouldn't know, but he is causing a traffic jam in the city. 
So you, you blessing your heart and you pouring up to this young man. Because in we in the middle. I mean, shout out what? to him. I, I know. Helping the community. Right. I'm kind of in the middle with it because uh, he ain't getting no permits. So he he's probably going to have some legal fallout. But he's 21. It looks like he's probably rich now. He's amassed a certain level of status. He just didn't know the power of his fame. So, you know, shout out to that young black man doing things. But maybe next time get get some permits and, and do it properly. All right. Well, number two, I'm going to go down from New York to Atlanta. So I just want to uh, pour it up to Mayor Andre Dinkins for what he's doing right now. I just heard that he has a housing initiative where he's allocating $4 million of the city's budget for housing containers um, for people in need. Like I know it's like a couple of years ago and they were showing how like they converted these containers into housing. I know in Greenspoint, I think in New York, they have like a whole little glamping thing going yeah they got a little glamping airbnb situation going on that they use those containers for mm. so i'm just like it's really dope that the mayor's he's very innovative which trying to help out people that may not have money in terms of buying homes shout out to him all right moving right along to number three i am uh pouring up to sierra and chris brown i like they brand new little summer box uh it dropped today uh, August 4th. Uh, that's how we roll. I'm not much on the hook, uh, but, oh. you, but you know what? We haven't seen them together since, you know, back in, I don't know if it was BET. 05. Right. It was the mm. BT awards when they did that little nasty two-step, uh, but uh, they got a nice little summer bop and you know, it's, it's a banger. And then they gave us some visuals for the video. Um, you know, we love to see them dancing and dancing together. And I'm proud of Sierra. I've always been a super fan. I mean, I ain't always agree with choices, but you know, she released this song with Chris Brown on her own label, Beauty Mark. So, and it's her own label. So, That's shout dope. out to them. Yeah. You know what? I wish she did a collaboration with, like, you know how Drake did the 21 Savage shit? They had a joint album. I wish they had a joint album, like Sierra and Chris Brown. I know a lot of Chris Brown songs personally to me sound the same, but mm. I felt like it would, if it was like a dance album, that shit would be popping. It like, probably would be because I, I like this little vibe. So maybe, maybe that's in the future for them. Yeah. Both grits too Virginia, Georgia, Link Up. Who knows? Right. Moving right along to number four, I'm toasting this up. I saw this ported on Black Enterprise. It's a 14-year-old, Anita Bennett. Uh, she earns three college degrees before finishing the first year of high school. So these were associate degrees that she earned in community college. But the girl, ain't, she hadn't even finished freshman year. So wow, really dope. Um, and she credited to her mother. Her mother is an entrepreneur. And her mother uh, works within childcare. I believe she probably owns her own daycare or like teaching center for like small children. And so uh, she credited that to be her motivation. So I can't wait to see Anita do more things. I mean, she's 14. Uh, Anita probably was reading them little kids how smart she is. Like I, them look, she she ain't had no bullies. If she had a bully, they was getting red because she is extremely literally, smart. Literally red. So shout out to Anita Bennett. And number five, I'm Tasha, and you have to weigh in because I know that you always be throwing shade, but no, I don't. Don't be lying on me to the list. Okay. Okay. My I bad. Okay. So number five. Uh, we were pouring up to little Kim. She announced via Instagram. Looks like she just, you know, finished her book, uh, an autobiography about herself. I'm waiting to to see this tell all because she's been in the industry for over 20 years and she's an icon. And I'm like, yeah, we need we we need a book. I thought we saw the movie, child. That wasn't a real story. I don't know if it was her story because she was like, at the time, Notori played her and she was like, uh, I wouldn't have picked Notori. I don't know why, but she, she wanted just, a light skinned girl. But you know what? Let me she said <laughs> she did say Christina Milian should have played her. Girl, bye. But, you know, Notori fine. Shit. Okay. Hey, honey. But, you know, uh, shout out to her. Toast up to uh, Queen B on uh, the announcement. And I can't wait to read it because, you know, I'm a fan. No, right. 
So, you know, we can't have the the good without the bad. So this week we got a lonely, you know, it was it was a slow week for it. So um, and this may just be my bless your heart. Megan, Megan Good, damn it. Now, Megan, you know, I hey, stand stand by your people. I I do believe that, but we didn't see her with him previously. Uh, Jonathan Majors. And I just, I, I gotta, I, you know, I just gotta a bless, a little bless your heart to Megan. And I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, you know, people will be like, that's the problem. Black women don't stick, but beside black, no, we do. That's the problem. We stick to them and stick with them to a fault. But oh, hey, you know, it's good to see the good in everybody. I just, I just feel a way about her attaching to him so quickly after you this. feel like it's gonna mess up her brand because the trial is like i think they pushed the trial back if he gets you know if they said that he did that shit i mean i just i think it's a bad look already to be honest to be honest she went from a passer to a man that he could have been um being a white woman we don't know i'm not trying to say he did that shit but i mean I'm not, I just wish that, you know, let the dust settle, let the smoke clear first. And and then, you know, because it feels like a little bit of uh, camera oppie, but maybe not. Maybe she just legitimately and authentically sticking by a good solid black man that she doesn't want to see railroaded. And if that's the case, hats off to you, sis. Mm. But if it's not the case, then back up, sis. Right. Hopefully he not holding her hostage, child. Cause I don't like how, how I was looking in some of the uh photography. It's just something they right. Well, they were saying that she was rubbing his head and rubbing his hands in the court. So oh. I, don't think, I don't think she a hostage. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. It was reassuring. So I don't know. All right. So I guess this is gonna bring us to our southern sound off. So our Southern Sound Off is where, you know, we talk about different topics that we go through from day to day and we give our Southern perspective on it. With so much going on in the news. In the world. Wanted, right. We wanted to touch on workplace and toxic environments from AI <laughs> uh, for harassment to racial bias and equal pay. So we're going to kick it off with AI. So um, I don't know if a lot of our listeners, or even you, Drea G, has been um, hearing about all the AI technology, all the crazy stuff that's been going on. Of course. Like, like with the AI software and how the tools that can mimic human uh, cognitive functions, such as learnings and problem solving, when users give like different writing instructions to the tool. So like just recently, one of my friends, she was visiting me from LA and she's a producer in Hollywood. And I have a couple of friends from my college, from family, they're editors in Hollywood, producers, writers. You know, right now it's like a strike going on with the writers and the actors. Mm-hmm. At first, you know, I didn't have a lot of knowledge on it. You know, the strike, I thought it was just about compensation and working conditions and how like these people weren't getting paid their value. But she literally broke things down to me and said, no, it's more than that. Also, AI, like they're trying to use AI in terms of writers to take some of the jobs of writers and to shorten projects. She said that before they'll have writers in like a team of writers in a room for a whole year. But with AI, now they're trying to shorten things and have writers in the room for like a month or less. Like for labor. Yes. Um, It's like really crazy to see what she's going through. And even with the actors, now I heard that they're trying to use AI to create like digital twins of these actors and actresses. Mm. Uh, And it's crazy for different shows and movies. Yeah. You know what? And I can imagine that because even I saw recently, like on Latoya Luckett's Instagram, she's an artist, a singer, a businesswoman. But she was showing that she recently got her name trademarked. And I don't know if you've seen like Black Mirror or anything, but it was just it was a it was an episode showing that basically signing up for these streaming services, you're essentially signing away your life. And even the artists or the actors that were featured in that particular show 
it was just kind of showing how, you know, that's the future potentially, your likeness uh, being replicated and you kind of being cut out a little bit. And so LaToya was showing us that, hey, I trademarked my name so that my likeness and my, you know, it can't be duplicated and someone else can't profit off of me. So it's crazy, child. Like, so for instance, with my job, with how AI, you know, I haven't been a part of all the chats, child, don't judge me. They've been talking about this stuff for like a whole two years and I haven't really been paying attention. But mm -hmm. just recently I had to sign up for some software because I didn't, I needed this software on my computer. So I go and I thought I was going to make a ticket to IT ticket, but no, it was like a, a, a AI fake person talking to me. This person mm. literally created <laughs> uh, my login account for me, generated all this stuff, passwords, all this stuff for me to use this particular software. And I thought it was the craziest shit because back in the day, IT will have to create a ticket and IT will have to do all this stuff for us. Mm -hmm. Now, and then it moved from IT people in-house and it moved to people offshore, IT people in India. Now it's AI. This is crazy. Yeah, man. And the, the fact that you're even like kind of going back, reflecting on the workforce and how AI has impacted that environment, it makes me think about when I first even moved to New York City, when I pretty much first graduated from college. And um, I lived in Atlanta for six months. I worked for a big telecom company. I moved to New York City in 09, following getting the territory. So I, I work for AT&T for, you know, a time. Really great company. What they did was they invested a billion dollars into retraining their workforce and, and just hiring out of college, you know, workers and training them. They put a mm. billion dollars into their workforce starting in 08. Damn. And right. And it's crazy because I, when I graduated, pretty much, I was kind of coming in a little bit at the front of that initiative. Well, after the 08, because it started in 08, I had a great hiring and onboarding experience. And it's because what they were trying to do in a 2018 article from CNBC, AT&T senior exec reported with one of the largest workforces in the world, its research showed that only about half of AT&T's 250,000 employees had the necessary science technology, engineering, and math skills the company required. Mm. And what's more, 100,000 workers were in jobs having to do with hardware functions that probably wouldn't exist in the next decade. So they positioned themselves and their workers to stay adaptable in the quickly advancing digital age. So when I came into the space, it was a mobile initiative. I you know, was on the forefront of that. And I learned so much. I learned about just the foundation of the telecom industry and fiber optics. And even when I came into there, there were things that were being, that were being talked about and hadn't come to fruition. So AT&T, they were always ahead. They had the iPhone, you know, partnering with Apple first, but then- Oh, I didn't know they was first. They, they were the first carrier that partner with with apple okay so and they they kind of had that embargo for years and so and then other carriers got it we just received like an in-depth knowledge and with that we saw so many things come to fruition from facetime to long-term evolution hell we were putting sim cards into billboards at the time and that's what was you know where you could send the messages so mm -hmm. there what was on the side of the highways you know, those have to be powered with something. So it really exposed me to a lot of what technology could do. And within that space, even I work with a lot of businesses. And at the time, this was before apps were really catching on. But then we learned how to use app apps for functional purposes versus carriers or, or couriers out in the field with clipboards. Now they mm -hmm. had wireless forms that went right into their back-end systems. So it it streamlined some of the bottlenecks and created more productivity. And so that's all about what AI is about now. Ooh, you know, Lord. I should put some of my stock in AT&T since they so forward. Uh, well, we'll, 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 we'll check that and, and invest in technology. That's what we know. know. 
that's what we know to be true. But even that, so fast forward to present day and, you know, with AI, even though it has so many uses for us to advance us and to increase productivity, you know, we're getting, we're, you know, we're facing some potential big job displacement. For example, you go into retail stores now, I went into Zara, things are self-scanning. Like you just lay everything on the little conveyor belt. Now, yeah, Zara? You, yes. And you got to put your own, you got to bag your own stuff and take your own security uh, oh, the, the, the little contraptions off, like people seriously. gonna rob everything, child. They gonna rob. They 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 gonna do that in Louis Vuitton store. Yeah, it's gonna be until they have RoboCop at the door with the AR fifteen. That's like, <laughs> yeah, like don't get it twisted. We're not dumb. <laughs> so, not RoboCop. Child. Yeah, RoboCop, child. But um, seeing CNN business reports, as many as three million hundred people full-time jobs around the world could be automated in some way by the newest wave of artificial intelligence that has spawned platforms like chat GPT, according to Goldman Sachs economists. So we're seeing some of these things. And just like, you know, I was speaking to AT&T and how they had to retrain a lot of their workforce because they saw the shifts in the evolution that was coming with the digital age and that, they weren't going to be able to keep up. So it's great that companies like them could see ahead and, and invest in their workforce and not just simply start replacing them. Right. And I know that we had a conversation earlier this week when we went to one of our homegirls' birthdays. And we were talking about how, you know, I was saying how I don't want to go back to, to the office. Mm. and how I don't like going back to the office and then you were saying how like oh we need to go back in the office because of you know AI is trying to take all the jobs and that's why these companies are like pushing for us to go back to office to help us out and then also help out the economy and also help out you they know gotta pay that rent pay the rent <laughs> so like speaking in terms of going back to the office like I I didn't want to come back in the office I know all this stuff is going on with AI and stuff like that but I love working from home um, because it's just like, you know, black people, I just feel like we just go through so much being in the office. Like I saw a study that said that 63% of black workers, also 58% of women, they feel like more ambitious when they're working from home versus working in the office. And they said like less than that are like men that feel the same way. So that shows that women and black people, we're okay with working from home. And I also, I saw another poll from the Gallup poll, like back in the day, one out of four black or Hispanic uh, employees were discriminated against work. And also 24% of black and Hispanic employees, we have experienced discrimination in the workplace as well as workplace bias. It's just like, you know, we got to deal with microaggressions from coworkers. And I know I have dealt with that shit with my past jobs and I have gone through a lot at my last job you know what I mean like I even had like a friend recently tell me a a situation that she was dealing with going back into the office where she had like a co-worker who was very like Republican not you know not Mm -hmm. and then he was talking about like political stuff at work yeah this is not appropriate and then he was saying like political stuff that was like he wasn't outrightly saying that he was racist but he was indirectly saying that like he was racist and against certain things that black people are for mm. so she had up taught hr i think she filed an eeoc claim and for the people out there that don't know what an eeoc claim is so that's basically if you feel like you're being discriminated against and i'm just gonna be real with y'all because i i dealt with this shit I'm, my last job I almost got fired like 10 times at my last we, job we remember yeah girl i was going through it with that job but mm. you know every time i like had that threatening like y'all racist yeah and god came back so for about black people out there you know my minorities out there so if you feel like you're being discriminated against make sure you write up everything time stamp every single event file that eoc claim because what an eoc claim does is it prevents you from like if you get fired after you filed it that's automatic you know you're gonna get money straight up that's that's retaliation so it kind of helps you keep your job for a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
that. And then also like with the EOC claim, like, you know, what I was going through my last job, like even like right now with my new job, I don't, I haven't dealt with any racism yet or microaggressions yet. I kind of had like a little people, I don't know if I like their asses yet, but it's, it's like so much anxiety because I feel like once you're in the office, I feel like white people, they love to gossip. They just love to gossip all day and talk shit about each other and talk shit about everybody. And it's, it's like a lot of pressure for us because it's like, you know, I like to be quiet. Like when they talking shit, I just want to be quiet. Right. But at the same time, the wall. You can't trust them at the same time. You can't trust anybody at work because you don't know. You say one little thing, they go tell somebody else. They tell somebody else, they get your ass fired. Mm-hmm. So like they said that, um, I saw a study by the Harris poll and it was saying that like 47% of women of color, we have these anxieties about going to the office, about how we're dressing at work compared to only 31% of men, y'all. Mm. It's crazy. It so is, how- man. Knowing these are the things that, you know, black people go through. And a lot of times um, we feel like we don't have resources or certain outlets at work or, you know, a certain recourse. But I remember a time for myself in my career where I took a leave of absence from work. It was really following a car accident. And because I worked as a a, a a B2B outside salesperson. And so I had to drive all throughout Long Island. Oh, Lord. That was a long drive, child. Yep, it was. And um, I had a lot of experiences on the road, getting to learn New York City terrain. Uh, And so after a car wreck, I was like, "Mm, yeah, I think I'm, I think I, I think I need a little break. So uh, for, for me, Uh, What I did was, of course, you got to research your company's policies and know uh, and know what certain benefits are afforded and know what your short time leave and and what your family leave looks like. Uh, But I advised my manager. I just kind of started planting those seeds of stress, but just planting just some little seeds. Really, what I did was I went outside. I went and I sought a physician or a psychologist Uh, someone that I could document certain things with and then pretty much kind of corroborate what I was feeling and go back to my boss at the time. Uh, So I told uh, the psychologist what I was experiencing and boom, I put a leave in motion with a paper trail. Oh, yes. You smart, girl. mm, Yes. That's what a lot of people do at my job. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to get, you know, six, six, at least 60 percent of my salary for six months. And so I did a full uh, short term and I, I did it to as long as I could I could do it without. Yeah. So I, I did it the full six months. You smart. I need to do that. Girl. Yeah, I'm glad that you you said that for us to the listeners so we can I, like learn how to do that because I want sometimes I be stressed out with these people, you know, at work, these colonizers and stuff. I be wanting I, to take a little break. I needed a little break and I did all sorts of stuff in that break time. I don't want to get myself caught up, but well, you, do. you ain't at that job no more. They don't care. Well, yeah, but people may tune in and know. But uh, during that time, I did all sorts of stuff. I got to work for uh, I got to intern (laughs) for uh, Lizzie Grumman. It was like a public relations company or she was a big public relations girl at the time. Like she used to manage or she used to do PR for like Diddy, uh, Britney Spears way back in the day. And so um, and they had a show on MTV. So I got to have that experience. And that was definitely interesting. During that time, I was taking acting classes and just kind of like doing that and, and, and doing monologue classes and just experiencing New York City and like all of like the arts. And so that's, you know, what I took for my little mental break. You know, if I had to direct other listeners, you know, you do have certain recourses within your companies. If you're a full time employee, when you're a contracted worker, you know, things are different Um, because when you got to do your own benefits, that's something, you know, those are some outside insurances that you can look into. But if you're an, an employee of a company, Start by looking at their guidelines. So according to payscale.com, 
they kind of detail. What is a mental health leave? So a mental health leave of absence is a period of time when an employee takes a break from work due to a decline in their mental health. The purpose of this absence is to give employees the opportunity to seek treatment, recover, and return to work when they're ready. Here are the key steps to following uh, when pursuing a mental health leave of absence. So a couple of just key things, but you'll want to research it for yourself again, because you want to go by your company guidelines. So seek medical advice. I did that. Consult with a health care professional about your mental health concerns and discuss the potential need for a leave. Okay. Research your company's policies. Review your employer's guidelines regarding mental health leave, FMLA, and other relevant policies. Prepare documentation, paper trail. Uh, obtain any necessary documentation from your health care provider, uh, such as a medical certification, a letter to support your requ request for a leave, uh, because this could include a mental health leave of absence letter from a relevant professional with an estimated duration for your leave. So develop a plan. Consider how your workload and responsibilities can be managed during your absence or not. But, you know, food for thought. Uh, schedule a meeting. Request a private meeting with your manager or your HR representative to discuss your needs for a mental health leave of absence. Okay. Be honest and concise. Mm. Ex explain, well, you know, be be honest to the, the full extent of what you want to divulge. Okay. And what you have documented. Okay. Explain your situation without going into excessive personal details. Focus on the impact on your work, performance, and your need for time to recover. Submit your request, provide your employer with the necessary documentation, and follow any established procedures for requesting a leave of absence, and voila. Wow. Girl, we about to get everybody, all my people of color, y'all take y'all leave of absence, you still have a job, child. As soon as you feel like they about to fire you, take your leave of absence and make sure you got your paper trail in order. Okay. That's big. All right. And so, you know, even talking about that, I've just, um, you know, we're, we're talking about work settings where I've been uncomfortable. Um, and it's crazy because a lot of my, well, my white male dominate offices, I've been uncomfortable when you're talking about the politics you mentioned, mm -hmm. like, the industry that I work in, insurance, financial services, I'm going to say that it has a lot of men in the industry. In the particular office that I work out, it's a lot of white men. And so, you know, people start, you know, talking about their opinions. And it's not a lot of people of color where I am. So, you know, sometimes people forget where they are. Right. And they, just, and they just start, you know, getting real passionate. You know, people got to be mindful, mm -hmm. especially when they're the majority somewhere. All right. So the next topic we're going to talk about is pay uh, racial bias at work. So, you know, we was talking about this a little briefly earlier today. So I don't know if the listeners out there, y'all heard um, when Nene Leakes was talking about how she should have been on the same level or higher as Kim Kardashian. And it was a whole like radio show with Tamar today. And she was talking, about, she agreed with Nene and she mm. was talking about the Braxton. She was like, it's no reason why the Kardashians was making way more money than us. And it's also, it's because we're, you know, black at the end of the day. And a lot of people were like, well, you know, the Kardashians got a bigger fan base and all this other stuff that like, when I relate this to our life, common people, you know, with corporate America, 77% of U.S. workforce is white. You know, that's a that's a lot of, you know, my Caucasian people. And then the crazy thing is I heard that it's only six people of color that are Fortune 500 company chief officers. And that's crazy, like six black people. Mm -hmm. And then they said only 26% of women are in the C-suite and only 5% of leaders are those of those 26% are leaders of color, which is crazy. So that shows you right then and there, like when it comes to corporate America, like leadership does not really look like us. It's not a lot of people of color. So when you think about Nini and all that stuff, and you know, you think about advertising dollars, as you know, I work in advertisement and people spending more money on different shows and buying, you know, spending more media buys on different shows compared to, you know, the black networks is because what do those people look like? They don't look like us. 
you know, we're not in power. We're not in those positions of power to be like, okay, we're going to spend money on this and we're going to spend money on that when it comes to advertisements. So I kind of like felt like Nene was right. It doesn't matter that, you know, maybe a whole bunch of white people that like watching the Kardashians because you can also like compare that to actors. You know, we got Denzel Washington, we got Viola Davis. At one point, I know Viola Davis was making, a, um, she talked about not making to the same amount of money as her uh, counterpart. Right. And that's very unfair. And that just shows you privilege that certain people have. Right on. And for sure. And I believe that's probably why you know you have so many black women that are now becoming entrepreneurs and why we're the the biggest growing group of entrepreneurs because we decided to create our own table versus you know wait for a seat at it right girl that's deep girl period (laughs) period and so even to all your points you know as a woman in the workforce it is hard and it's equally harder if you're a woman of color And so I've definitely experienced my own pay biases in previous roles. I remember one particular role, a sales job within a telecom company. I had a counterpart, a male counterpart. We had a base and then obviously we got commission. And I knew that his base was a little bit higher than my base. And it's not that I didn't have experience. He had experience too. But, you know, it's just like, well, what, like how... I I came from a a larger company. And so how would that not automatically? But, you know, nevertheless, those are some of the politics. And just even now in my place of business, again, I'm I'm working within insurance and it is a heavily male uh, dominated industry. You know, when it comes to finance or, you know, wealth managers, things like that, a lot of times, People feel, you know, it's men dominated, but sometimes people may even have those mindsets and antiquated ideologies that they only want to deal with men. So sometimes, you know, they may get access to larger opportunities just because of those antiquated mindsets. So how you found out that that man was making more money than you? Did he tell you or was you just like asking around? Well, I think I was uh, being a little bit nosy and I may have asked him like directly. Like, I don't think that he told me specifically. I may have seen something, but I knew that he was making a higher base than me. That's what I didn't know. You know what? Like one time I remember when I was an admin back in the day, this dude was like a white boy who was friends with one of my home homegirls we all worked at this like at the same umbrella advertising agency right so he was an admin too and this is not even like you know i'm shout out to my admins but it's not like it's um the where i'm the field that i'm in now this man was making and he told us his salary thirty thousand dollars more than us and we were doing the same exact thing as an admin that's crazy crazy as hell and, and he was he was against white people. It's so crazy. He he was white and he didn't like his own people, child. He wasn't about to change that salary. But right. he didn't like his own damn people because he was like, this is not right. I'm like, okay, child. Because I would have reported that. That would have been an EEOC violation. Mm. So speaking of violations. Look, um... Let's <laughs> talk on it. Let's speak on it. You know, we, you know, our... Our bless our heart was abbreviated today, but we have a, a newfound place for Lizzo. We've talked a lot about just differences in the workplace environment and, and things that are happening from AI to pay gaps. But now we want to talk to number four, workplace harassment. Lizzo, that is something big. Uh, no pun intended. Every, mm. like, I oh, don't be hating on her side. I, I, like, ah! I wasn't. I, w- I wasn't. No shade. But, but man, shit hit the fan literally this week. And we were like clutching pearls like, no, no. Lizzo, the, the body positivity advocate, you know, the multi-talented, multi-faceted uh, superstar, you know. But uh, three of Lizzo's former dancers have accused the singer of sexual harassment and creating a hostile work environment in a lawsuit fight. Okay. Mm. So three things. Well, we got a lot of things from this situation this week. A lot to digest. Mm, Okay. 
So number one, let's peel these things back. No pun intended. I know a banana was involved, but uh, a banana, a, ban a banana was involved in this situation. Okay, you. So let's talk about the three points. But yeah, remember she made uh, one of her dancers eat a banana out of a naked uh, per. That was one of the things that should be number four on here. Oh, yes. Wow. Okay. So number some freaky shit. Some freaky shit. So number one, they also alleged that she pressured one of them to touch a new performer at an Amsterdam club. So that's what I'm referring to. Now nah, she, she she made somebody eat a banana out of somebody's vagina. What's so, Yeah, not my Lizzo, but she you know she a little freak. Anybody that wear you know be half naked around the kids at the basketball game, they call her lickety split Lizzo. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was in the Amsterdam club. Number two, what we learned subjected the group to an excruciating audition after leveling false accusations that they were drinking on the job. Okay. Oh. What kind of, ex did she make them dance for hours? Was it like flash dance? Was like, I didn't I, know the details. I need visual child. Right, because that's what I have in my mind. Like, I'm a maniac. I, like, I'm thinking like crazy shit. Anyway, number three, the third thing that we learned. She called one of her dancers weight gain, and then she berated her, and then fired that dancer after she recorded a meeting because of a health condition. Oh, so she, she called her out for the weight gain, and supposedly she berated her, and then she fired her. And so it, I, it was all downhill after she recorded. Her you ass. think Lizzo really did this shit? Because I'm so shocked because I'm like, damn, like I'm done put her on my platform, you know, so many times. I'm all about body positivity. And I always felt like Lizzo was beautiful. She could dress her ass off, you know, when she dresses upscale and not showing her ass. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I just thought that and she has so much energy she can sing she's like a star on stage i'm just shot at her ass son if this is true she really tried it child she really tried it especially uh talking about people weight gain and shit like girl yeah. the the memes have been endless uh but we but i i digress um you know do i i just say where there's smoke there is some fire and um, do I believe all these uh, allegations being leveled against her? Maybe some of it's some embellishment, but, you know, a, a lot of these are girls of color as well. Mm. And, um, you know, we can't just uh, throw off their claims that right. nothing was happening because we weren't there. Um, right. Yeah, man, I, I don't know. One girl said she Lizzo took her man child and she was mean in person, really mean. And then next thing you know, this girl was with this man for 10 years. He left her for Lizzo ass. That's what is, she said. All, that, all the skeletons coming out, child. Hold up. Is that the man that's been cozied up next to Lizzo that uh that she been taking on her world tour? Is that I don't her? know if it was him or somebody else, child. You know, we gotta investigate. I need to look at Tim TMZ. Well, she she Lizzo has been on social with her man. She's been, so I'm quite sure it's probably this man. So this man left another relationship to be with Lizzo. Okay. Do you think that that was, I, I don't know. Do you think that that was genuine? What genuine? Her being? Liz Lizzo is a beautiful woman, but I'm saying, damn, like the nigga, he, so this girl, the skeleton that came out was saying he left the girl and he left her for Lizzo, mm -hmm. essentially. And he was, and she, the girl was, like, the mm. girl was saying that Lizzo was smiling at her, like, being rude, but smiling at her face, kiki kin, but being rude at the same time, the whole time behind her back, she was fucking this man. Mm -mm. Okay, hold on, hold on. So, was she one of Lizzo's dancers? Like, I'm confused. I don't know who the hell her ass <laughs> is. All I know is the skeletons are coming out for Lizzo. Okay, well, we gotta, we gotta fact check that one right there, because I don't know if it's a dancer, if it's a random lady from from the past or that's throwing herself in the mix. I don't know. Okay. But what we, but what we are dealing with are with the allegations before us with our, our dear Lizzo, you know, and she, you know, she grew up in Texas. So I'm just like Lizzo. What, what, what's, what's going on? Yeah, maybe she's drinking girl. You know, when you, when you drink at, at 
with any type of job, shit happened. Like I remember my last job, I'm gonna be real. Some crazy shit happened in my last job. We used to drink all the time. This y'all advertising is crazy. We used to drink during when I had friends coming in. I used to give them alcohol to drink. People used to be sleeping with everybody in the office. And then one time shit hit the fan. They, they eliminated alcohol. They said we can no longer bring alcohol in the building. We can no liability. longer because it was like a head. I think it was a creative head and some alcohol took in place and he told somebody I only hire good looking assistants and they got to have bodies like this and this like oh, that. Oh Lord. The company got faced with a lawsuit and then they sent us an email talking about we cannot have alcohol even though it was weird because they gave we still had a little happy hour but they wouldn't let us just bring alcohol to drink like how we was drinking before like we used to just drink what our y'all team. used to kick it that uh-huh. shit was lit like alcohol can bring a lot of sexual harassment and i'm just gonna be real it's it, a lot of you know, these little white men they and, and sometimes women i haven't had a situation with you know any woman well i did have one woman harassing me at job but she wasn't drinking but you know, when alcohol is in place, I used to go to these little company. Like, remember back in the day, I used to bring I you? do. I, that's what I'm saying. Y'all y'all used to always be drinking. And I was going to say, to your point, they talk about these jobs. You know, these girls are dancers in the entertainment industry. So a lot of times, these are fun jobs. You know, they're not looked at as corporate jobs. Mm-hmm. So when people start complaining about them, to your point, they're fun jobs. So you know, you may forget this is work. And so drinking and drinking with your boss or, and I just even remember at the radio station, another fun type of job. Sometimes you forget that it's work, but you still got to do things. Mm -hmm. And so if, if she did tell him, Hey, your weight is out of control. I mean, y'all are dancers and we are doing a job. And so no, does that not make sense? It don't make sense to me, child, because like Monique had big dancers and they they could dan- out dance my ass back in the day when they was doing a little Beyonce shit when she was uh, hosting the uh, BT well, Awards. Right. A lot of people had big Beyonce right now got uh thick big dancers. Her like dance, if you her- can dance, it shouldn't matter what your weight is. If you can Let- keep up with the choreography and shit, I think that's it the problem. Because what- ass and she she won one cookie away. And I think she that keep was up the with problem. The I think that they maybe oh girl wasn't keeping the time. And then it was like, well, oh, I have this going on. So I'm guessing that it was impacting her performance. I don't think that she was just saying it because it's like, oh, no, because you off a of time now. And now you can't keep up with the choreography. Child, you just, I don't know. You remind me of this lady I used to work with because you you up there trying to take Team Lizzo. No, and I'm not no, feeling this no. shit. Well, I don't like hold up, hold up, hold up. We, we said that we was going to wait. We got to, so do you just believe the girls at this point? Like, I, I don't just believe nobody. I believe black women. I, I mean, I got to <laughs> believe, I feel like if three black girls say this shit, they cannot all be lying. If Lizzo said that other that girls, said I'm like, well, I don't believe her ass. Like I know, like we said, alcohol was involved and I've been, I've been in the world a long time and been in corporate world a lot. And I seen some shit happen. Mm-hmm. Shit. I even did some shit that's probably against mm-hmm. HR. You know, don't judge me out there. Like get yourself I, caught up. I got drunk at a holiday party and I ended up flirting with, uh, this, the, it was a head creative. And we end up messing around after the holiday party. But he could have, uh, I could have got had HR violations and all types of shit. I could have been, you know, fired from that job. But, you know, we kind of messed around afterwards. And then I found out that he had a girlfriend. And, oh. Yeah, girl. Yeah. He was a black guy that never dated black women a day in his life. Mm. He was so obsessed with me. But I'm like, damn, like, you have a girlfriend? And she ain't black, child. I was like, mm. but, you know, anyway, like I'm saying, yeah, alcohol. So kind of like do mm, things yeah yeah alcohol is a hell of a drug i hear you mm-hmm. so you know i don't know my experiences with harassment i the men i've been in a lot of white male dominated places like where i've worked too and i've been in some women-centric places as well but i don't know oh maybe it's me but i feel like maybe the white men are intimidated with me mm-hmm. um and I say that because 
I just remember like when I was working at this one telecom company now, now mind you, how he felt may have been a little bit warranted, but no, he literally, I, I just felt like he was one of those men that were like intimidated a little bit with outspoken women and what women that just weren't just like docile. I'm a, I'm a black woman. Like he's a white man. Oh, but not all black women, you know, some black women are docile. Child. No, and some of them are. And and because we're all different, you know, but me, myself. And so um, this particular manager, he just he just he he was very micromanaging. He just, he was like just very nervous. He would just be on me. And I just remember that one time. That I skipped out. I, I did call out sick from work, though. And I did mm. go on Wendy Williams show. You ain't shit, child. Just lie. I went, I went on. Liar. I, I did. I went on Wendy Williams show. I took a day off. Mental health day. All right. Hey, call what you want. Anywho, I come to the office the next day. The dude got screenshots of me uh, from me being out in the audience. Now, mind you, I went to Wendy Williams that Tuesday. And by Wednesday, he had my photo plastered on the desk. Like, Ooh. oh, well, how was Wendy Wood? That was sassy. It's an op. He's an op, girl. I, That's I would have went to HR. Right. Like, what are you doing watching Wendy Williams? I would have been like, I would have been like, that's an old episode. That's not even what you that was an old episode. He was, he was like, no. He was like, the musical guest was Brandy, wasn't it? I was like, wait, wait what? He was dead ass and he was right on. <laughs> anywho but he had it out for me but i just for the life of me i'm like yo literally the episode probably aired on youtube 12 hours ago how does he already have screenshots of me so that was just weird that was was stalking your ass and he was a manager so that just lets you know how much time he had on his hands um and then i just i remember having another experience um in a different industry uh, it's when I was working a storm, uh, doing uh, catastrophe damage and kind of assessing that and helping with that. And I just remember me and this particular m- man, we we didn't exchange words, but I did share my views, I believe, on his work and just the bottleneck that he was causing with it. So I think he had it out for me a little bit. But I just remember men love to try to to jab you on physical stuff when they can't get you on nothing else. But he basically told me, like, you're not going to the club. What? He was black or white? White. What did he mean by that? He was referring to a skirt that I was wearing. Now, mind you. Oh, I'm going to sue their asses. HR, right. EEOC class. I, I went off on this guy, like, like off, because it's just like, how the hell dare you? First of all, the the person that I'm direct reporting to didn't have anything to say uh, of that. And then for you to come let, first of all, you're out of turn, you're out of time, and you done fucked up. So, you know, those were some of kind of my blatant harassment experience. Oh, child, he was he wasn't used to you got you got curves, girl. You slim thick, girl. He wasn't used to all of that, child. He was no, we, the, the white girls built straight up and down, child. He wasn't used to that. And he was no, and he and he was mad because I was coming for him. And like I said, his workmanship, and I'm just like, no, it's because you that everything is slowing down. So anyway, that was my one experience those were my two experiences kind of like again dealing with blatant male harassment you know what? but i've definitely had some some want some women harass me too okay well speaking and of it, attire right quick i had a, a situation with um i had two co-workers they were asian young girls and i guess they looked at me as like a big sister and it was this lady at work. And she, when I tell you, this was an older white lady. When I tell you, this lady like a hot mess. She she came to work, clothes wrinkled. Her teeth looked so bad. She looked like she looked like she could be like Ursula, y'all. That's how bad she looked. Her teeth mm. was looking like it was in the sea somewhere. It was all chewed up. She was chewing on something. Not it was bad. Sea. It was bad. And in her hair looked like she had lice. I, I'm just saying, she looked real dirty. Mm. So she gonna have the audacity to tell these 
two little young Asian girls, oh, you know, your outfits are not going to get you promoted. These little Asian girls was dressed nice. They was just, you know, they was dressed real conservative. They used to wear jeans and, you know, just regular closed-toed shoes, but they weren't, like, dressed up, dressed up. This is advertising. She ain't say shit about her assistant, who that bitch had a whole fucking, like, the front of her hair, she had a whole patch of missing hair because she had some type of disorder where she used to pull her hair. So that bitch had hair follicles all over the place. That's crazy. She ain't say shit about the assistant who was white, and she didn't look at herself in the mirror. But she gonna talk bad about these Asian girls. And I was like, y'all need to go to HR because this is like, she kept talking about how they was looking and how they was dressing. Harassment, child. Harassment. Crazy. And it's so crazy that you even mentioned that. And it's just like, you know, your, your white counterparts, you'll see them get away with all sorts of stuff. Meanwhile, these uh, they'll harass you about every little thing. I literally, when I was working in like the garment district for a woman... There was her employee literally called her a fucking cunt. Ooh. He said that she was a cunt and this white girl did not get fired. Literally. She talked her off the ledge. Essentially. She was like, I'm not a cunt. I'm not. So they give them so many passes. But meanwhile, this lady harassed the hell out of me. I went to Vegas with her for five days for um, there. There was a show for uh, for retailers and yeah, it, it that was a wrap. So harassment at work, workplace is never a good idea. Uh, Lizzo, you know, uh, we're going to let the smoke so, clear. I, I, I feel like, you know, as black women, we just be going through it. I've been harassed at probably all my jobs. I think that a lot of the times, like people do be intimidated by black women, and especially, mm. you know, if we don't assimilate to like white culture with yep. how they dress, if we got our own, like, I feel like me and you, I feel like we go in the office, we be looking real cute. We have mm. our business dress on looking very stylish. Every job I've been at, they don't have no sense of style, child. Everybody I work with, and maybe because it's not been fashion, but they've been looking hot as pants, and I feel like they be judging me and hating. It's like a secret hate, and want to talk shit about how I look. You know how they say when when you're not doing enough, and and you thinking I'm doing too much. No, it's just you're not you're not doing enough. <laughs> so don't don't look over here and judge me. Right. So yep. Well, on that note. That's going to bring us to our grits pick of the week. Okay. And so I'm shouting out, they called them the Tennessee three. So Tennessee reps, Justin Pearson and Justin Jones, who became democratic heroes as member of the Tennessee three reclaimed their legislative seats Thursday after they were expelled for involvement in a gun control protest on the house floor. Amen. Yes. So amen to that, because, you know, they were expelled in, you know, very few times in the history of our nation has that happened. And I don't think that that's happened since they said since the Civil War. So I'm not sure why they felt the, you know, that that just warranted that extreme punishment. But shout out to Justin Jones and representative Justin Pearson on getting their seats back and for what they're doing, uh, you know, representing their districts and their States, uh, shout out to them and keep fighting the good fight. Right. Shout out to them. And the gym for the week is, uh, you know, we talked about AI, we've talked about all sorts of things, individuality in the workplace in a world where so many people aim to be alike, authenticity and originality are always rewarded. Mm. That's my thought. That's a real shit girl. Cause you be hating on those girls that get to BBLs. Well, cause it's not original. It's because everybody's wanting to be alike, but Hey, do you, but you add a little razzle dazzle to it. Just, just remember again, authenticity and originality are always rewarded. You can't, you can't swerve out of your lane when you're in your own lane if you stay in your own lane. Right. Stay in your lane. Stay in a slow lane if you can't drive 80 miles per hour, child. But anyway, go ahead. All right. And on that note, we're out. Peace. So make sure you go check us out. All streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Podbean. YouTube. 
gritsinthecitypodcast.com. You can visit us and check out our episodes and our website content there. All right, y'all stay tuned.